This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, as well as the automotive and social media worlds. You join me, your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, as well as girlfriend slash podcast producer, Vicky. Hi, everyone. She's back by popular demand. Uh, we're back. I've uh, always been back. I've always been here. You I've missed never, a couple. I've you had one when you were tired, I think. Yeah, but I've always been here physically. Yes, people don't always realize this. That Vicky is omnipresent. She is always around. Even when you're like, she's not in the video. Oh, she's there. She's just, she is there. She just might not be in shot. So we do get some questions every now and again saying like, where was Vicky when you were filming with Glenn in the F50? She was around. She just wasn't in the car. We'll leave it at that. Um, anyway, let's bring you all up to speed because, as I say, it's been a few weeks since um, since our last podcast. Uh, you join us in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, in our sort of log cabin in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Teton Village. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Teton Village, uh, which actually I'm a big fan of. I came to this area for the first time last year for the Rolls-Royce Cullinan launch and thought the place was amazing. Then we stayed in like an, of course, ridiculous seven-star hotel just above Jackson itself. Uh, we are, of course, on our on our budget drive the world trip, staying in a much more affordable Airbnb, but in Teton Village, which which I think is really nice. And Vicky, you have also been super in, nice. And any yeah. tips for anyone visiting the area? Go and visit the Teton Thai in Teton Village. Teton Thai in Teton Village, <laughs> delicious food. Um, forgive this slightly rudimental uh, setup for those of you watching us here on YouTube. By the way, if you are watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Subscribe. Turn on notifications for future podcast episodes. But yes, um, it's early in the morning. It's about eight o'clock. Uh, we get kicked out of this Airbnb at 10. And we were planning to record this podcast last night. But my good Lord, I don't know what's happened to us. The tiredness has hit. The tiredness has kicked in. Uh, we're feeling pretty exhausted at the moment. And last night when it got to sort of 7 or 8 p.m., uh, we were not in a good place to record a podcast. Also, apparently altitude affects you in those kind of areas. Since we entered yellow stone we've been at a really high altitude and so for people that are not used to that apparently it affects them quite quite dramatically which and we're not us. used to it yeah. so yeah we've been feeling pretty pretty sleepy um so yeah so we're recording it now we, we've got our coffee with us um but i'm literally in my pajamas uh, sitting on the sofa uh, in our airbnb so yes it doesn't look fantastic but 
We've been having some th- thoughts about the sort of YouTube side of this podcast. I recently appeared on the Rain City Supercars podcast over in Seattle. Um, that was awesome. I actually really enjoyed doing that. If you haven't checked out or listened to that episode, I'll put a link to it below. Uh, go have a listen. Those guys are doing awesome things. Uh, but they did something very clever where they filmed basically the first 15 minutes of the episode, almost as like a sort of teaser trailer for the main podcast itself because podcast is fundamentally an audio only you know sort of uh outlet thank you uh or content i suppose uh i know lots of you use youtube to just play the episode in the background you don't actually watch the content but you just listen to it via youtube so i don't want to rob you of that right um but let us know your thoughts if there was a sort of 15 minute highlights or intro here on youtube and then uh, the fuller version as audio only as podcast should be uh but anyway today you're gonna have to put up with yeah this slightly dodgy setting and dodgy background and on top of that Seems to be some lawn mowing. There's actually a second lawn mower that's joined the first lawn mower. So if, okay. you, if you're hearing weird, weird kind of buzzy noises, that's from the lawn mower. Oh yeah, he's got like a weed trimmer, <laughs> so he's looking very professional. Um, and there's another one, yeah. There's okay, one there. okay, that's great. Uh, and there's a fan above us, so yeah, we, we're we're a bit amateur today, uh, but forgive us. Hopefully, we're going to talk about some interesting stuff and make up for the aw- awful visuals and potentially audio. Um, so, how do we get here? Uh, obviously, we are now sort of deep into the US leg of Drive the World, the sort of third biggest leg, I would say, Australia at the start of the year, then Europe, uh, now North America. Uh, of course, we did do Asia as well, but without the 911 Carrera T. Uh, we will be doing South America um, in some part and the Middle East. Uh, we're going to come onto this in a little bit because I have big updates there. And so for me, this is the, the last big chunk or the big challenge, America at least. Um, and yeah, we're about a month, a month or so in. Um, powered up from LA north and ended up in Vancouver. Um, and then this is a sort of exclusive update for all of you actually listening or watching to the the podcast. Um, we actually had to fly back to the UK for like two days for my best friend's wedding. Uh, Rob, who's appeared on the channel a, a handful of times uh, on the Mobile Rally and also during Vlog Angeles, got married. Uh, unbelievable to some, including my, myself. Uh, but no, uh, an amazing uh, occasion and one I was never going to miss. Uh, so sort of secretly to the main uh, Scene Through Glass audience, I snuck off, or Vicky and I snuck off, and we flew back to the UK for two days uh, from Vancouver, which, I mean, of course I was going to do it but it it wasn't such a good idea because my good lord that was exhausting Uh, going to a wedding with that kind of jet lag and then returning to Vancouver and trying to continue drive the world yeah bad idea Um, yeah sadly sadly life doesn't end just because we're on a round the world trip yeah (laughs) Yeah, people get married there's birthdays there's important important events that we need to go and visit unless we want to lose friendships. <laughs> well, there you go. I had to miss the stag do. Um, so I, I couldn't have missed, and I wouldn't have ever missed the wedding. So yes, we, we flew back. And actually straight after that, uh, when we got back, uh, we then went to stay uh, in, the Gol- in Golden in British Columbia with Vicky's sister. Uh, for four days. Um, yeah, my sister's a big adventurer, so she lives in the she lives in deep in the di- Rocky Mount Rocky Mountains. Deep in the Rocky Mountains, living the adventure lifestyle. Um, and so we've been planning, we've been trying to go and visit her for like three years or something now. Uh, and of course, with Drive the World and being that we were going to be driving into Canada, it was the perfect opportunity to spend some time with her. And that's actually when I filmed the F50 video with Glenn. If you haven't seen that video over on the Scene Through Glass main channel, 
go check it out. One of my favorite videos I filmed really this year, uh, all about uh, adventure and tourism and travel. Nature. And nature. Uh -huh. uh, and Ferrari. So <laughs> I was super happy. Um, but yeah, that was that was whilst we were staying with Vicky's sister. So uh, the main channel's been a little bit quiet uh, for the last week or so, which, you know, I don't think is any bad thing. I get the feeling that some of you really appreciate when the videos are spread out a little bit more. Um, you know, at times this year, we've been doing four videos a week. And I feel like sometimes they get sort of overlooked or, or missed or, or muddled together. Uh, so I think it's nice to let some of the videos breathe every now and again. Let me know if I'm wrong there. Um, but we're about to leave this place, as I say. We're getting chucked out of our Airbnb in an hour or so. And we sort of head south. So, uh, yeah, to recap, LA all the way up to Vancouver, uh, which is basically all the way up the northwest coast of North America, then across sort of towards Calgary, which was, I don't know, about 500 miles inland or something like that. Uh, and now we're headed south. We've come down through Montana, Jackson. We then go on to Salt Lake City. Yellowstone. Sorry, Yellowstone. Let's come back to that in two seconds. Good reminder. Uh, Salt Lake City, then Colorado Springs, across to Kansas City, and then down to Dallas, Texas, where we then start to slowly head back north again. So yeah, as lots of you will know, for those of you that looked at the route for the US, uh, it's a complicated mess. It's a zigzag, um, but it's working for us. Uh, let's touch on Yellowstone quickly. So yes, we did this amazing drive south from Golden uh, in BC, and, uh, and we ended up in Yellowstone National Park. I mean, there are so many national parks in America, it's hard to tell which ones to go to. But funnily enough, when I was at the Formula E in New York, I bumped into Casey Neistat. And I said to him, look, I know you've just done your drive across the country in your Tesla, because he did when he was relocating to L.A., drove from New York to L.A. And I said, what are your tips for, for the trip? Because we're about to do the same thing, but the other way around. And he said, don't skip the national parks. Uh, and boy, was he right, because we've done quite a few now. But I would say that Yellowstone was probably the most mind-blowing. For sure. And and saying we've done the national parks means we've driven through the national parks. Thank you Stopping very much. for the all of uh, two minutes and admiring a tree and taking <laughs> snapping a photo of a tree. But no, we, we've enjoyed and I think it's better to, to have driven through them rather than not, even if we haven't had time. Uh, but yeah, we've done quite a few. A few in Oregon. Uh, but Yellowstone, for sure, as expected, kind of blew us away. We we only saw um, two of the big sort of natural landmarks. Natural things. <laughs> uh, we say uh, to be expected because uh, if you don't know, Yellowstone is the was the first national park of America. Uh, and sort of its main attraction, I suppose, uh, is its volcanic activities. Don't get me wrong, there's loads of amazing animals there and we'll get back onto that in a second. Uh, but it's also volcanically It's basically active. a super volcano. We were basically super in a volcano. volcano. But that's so super Idiots. volcano. Idiots, did you yeah. say? Yeah, good <laughs> for us for driving into a super volcano. Um, it's obviously not active at the moment, I don't think. Who knows? I mean, it, it looks Could active. Could get active. Yeah, and it look, when you're driving around, there's like bubbling mud pools and water that's apparently 114 degrees and spurting sprouts of gas and air and water. It's kind of wild. It reminded us a bit of some parts of New Zealand where we saw equally as volcanically active terrain. Um, but yeah, no one quite does it like America in terms of scale and... Uh, show. So it was awesome and we did see a ton of wildlife actually just driving around. We saw a bison, a moose um, A herd of elk A herd of elk, thank you um, Still no bears This is like my, like a big issue for me personally. I really wanted to see a bear. Obviously like not up close I mean I did say that I wanted to hug a bear and I kind of still do. But I, I don't want to bump into one on a trail but I would like to see one from the safety of a car or 
Anyway, we haven't. Everyone keeps saying, oh, you'll definitely see bears in Yellowstone. Yeah, apparently it's berry season. It's which oh, yeah, berry means, season, which means which the bears come out yeah. for berry season. True. Yeah. Um, but still, no bears. No bears. So fingers crossed today on our journey down to Salt Lake City. However, we did go on a hike with my sister and we, we well, she said, oh, look, there's bear poo here. And so we both <laughs> freaked out and basically ran down the mountain because if there's yeah. bear poo, there is bear and we were on the top of a mountain, who would have protected us? Well, the be- I mean, this was a firm reminder to Vicky and I that we're definitely city people, or maybe at least from London, because, you know, we do enjoy a hike, and we try to be quite adventurous this year. Um, and we feel like we have been, you know, Lion's Head in Cape Town, that felt like a pretty extreme hike. Um, but it lacked... Uh, people. Yeah. It lacks predators. <laughs> um, whilst out in Canada, uh, as Vicky mentioned, you do have predators, uh, i.e. bears. And her sister and uh, her sister's and boy... And wolves. And wolves. And, oh, yeah, and wolves and uh, eagles. I don't know what else can attack humans. I feel like an eagle could land on your head and pull your scalp off or something. Uh, but, yeah, off we, go, off we went into this sort of, you know, uh, mountainous hike. And uh, we'd be having a conversation, and then suddenly Vicky's sister and a boy would go, Oh! Like that, which was apparently like a warning not to wolves but to bears you're supposed to make a sort of big noise so they they had these sort of techniques oh, like this we didn't know what was going on um, but apparently that's warning you off just a bear. have to make noise but yes they were shouting quite they had sort of weird aggressively, yeah quite aggressive which shouts. made us worried yeah so we got to the we didn't even get to the peak i'll be honest i got near the peak saw the cliffside drop either side of the sort of ridge you were supposed to walk on had a complete panic attack and had to turn around so. major vertigo <laughs> major attack. vertigo attack so yeah I had to bail from that pretty quickly which was a bit bit depressing but um but yeah we survived which we is basically the main did it we did we basically we saw that we got near the peak um we just didn't actually climb onto it but hey it's not a competition. We still had a good time. That's the main thing. Um, so, yes, I think that probably brings you up to speed with some stuff which you wouldn't have known uh, from watching the main channel uh, in terms of where we've been and what's been going on. Uh, but, yeah, lots of excitement ahead. And, of course, uh, the podcast hopefully will now be back up and running. It just took us a while to sink into the, the U.S. lifestyle. Uh, my upload time for the main channel is 4 a.m. here, which means I'm always chasing my tail editing. We're spending our usual long days of five to six hours driving and then five, six hours filming and then four hours editing, which means operating off about four hours sleep because, um, yeah, I'm always chasing my tail to get videos up. So we just were struggling to get into the flow of things. Um, but we feel like we've done that. And uh, so the podcast hopefully will now be- become another regular uh, feature. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a short little break here now just so I can uh, drink my coffee. Uh, and then we're going to be getting into uh, Q&A, questions and answers, because I-, I asked a ton of you on Instagram the other day to submit some questions for us to answer because I feel like it's been a while and over and over again whether it's on YouTube or Instagram or Twitter uh, I'm seeing regular questions similar questions popping up over and over again but also some super interesting ones that require a more uh, complicated answer than I can do yeah on Instagram so uh, we've got a ton of them Vicky's going to be question master questionnaire the question person the question asker Question asker. Oh my God, okay, question asker. I'm going to need that coffee. Um, uh, and we'll just try and get through as many as, as we can before we need to start packing this place up and moving on. So yes, let me have my coffee and we'll be back with you in two seconds. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Right, we're back. Uh, <laughs> I had a slight moment there where I swallowed the coffee and it didn't quite go down. But anyway, that's too much information. Um, question master. Yeah. Are, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's just dive in. I think uh, try and pronounce, I guess, or read the handle of the question. Again, these have all come from Instagram, um, just because it's going to take me too long to edit in the, the name. So if you could read them out for our audio listeners, uh, that would be much, much appreciated. Right, okay. Well, since, since you just choked on your coffee, let's start with a sort of topical question uh, from tim.v.drill, Drill. Or however sure, yeah. Sorry. yeah, we're not going to pronounce yeah, them sorry. perfectly, okay, but yeah. we're going to give it sorry a go. Sorry about that in advance. Uh, what's your typical Starbucks order? Ooh. Um, did we talk about the Starbucks gift card? We talked about that on the Rain City Supercars podcast, right? I, feel I like think I need we to talk talked about, about it, it somewhere else as Maybe. well, but just mention it quickly. Well, two things, actually. So, so Paul Wallace, big shout out, Supercars of London, what a G, uh, for my 30th birthday gave me a Starbucks gift card, which was amazing, but unfortunately seems to only work in the UK. So it's good because I live in the UK, so I'm going to be using that for the rest of my life. Um, but also, whilst uh, in Seattle, we bumped into a very nice man who works for Starbucks, like HQ, not in a Starbucks, like works for Starbucks, came up to me at a Cars and Coffee and gave me a gift card and said, oh, you know, here you go. So it's basically the Starbucks brand deal I've always wanted. Um, and it's got like $100 on it. It's ridiculous. So like that is me sorted. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm really uh, rumbling on. My go-to is a flat white with almond milk. That's, you know. No, no food ever, no cookies. Oh yeah, lots of other stuff, no but I think I could go on for hours. <laughs> yeah, my go-to is a flat white with almond milk. Right. Okay. So very quick one uh, from Jonathan Glass. Mm, good name. Um, how do you feel about missing out on press launches of new cars? A very, very, very interesting question, actually, um, because I actually 
wouldn't be going to press launches even if I was in the UK or not doing Drive the World. Uh, I made a I made a decision um, about a year and a half ago, maybe, to stop going to press launches. And I spoke about it briefly in the Collecting Cars podcast I did with Ed Lovett and Chris Harris. Again, if you haven't listened to that one, that was a really interesting and fun chat. So I highly recommend that one. You'll hear a lot of my opinions on automotive YouTubing and YouTubing in general. Um, but yeah, I can't remember which event I went to. Um, it was pre... Actually, this is a lie because I did the Rolls-Royce Cullinan launch after my, like, I'm not going on anymore. Um, but it was it was a long time ago and I just went, look, I'm not comfortable in this situation. Uh, firstly, I'm not a journalist. I don't want to have to review a car in a very quick and short period. Sometimes I try and sometimes I do have to for content, but it's not something I want to put myself into. Secondly, uh, on any press launch, you're in the same situation as everyone else attending. So the content, it's very hard to come up with a creative way to create content. You're given a set route plan, set itinerary, same locations. Look, for example, at the launch of the new Land Rover Defender. Every single video starts the same with the journalist walking out of the woods to two defenders parked up in the woods. And it's just a bit like, oh, come on, guys. Um, but that's not their fault. That's the position they're put in. So, yes, I, I will try and avoid press launches now unless, like the Rolls Royce Cullinan, I know the event is going to be incredible. I just want to experience that car in its setting because it's very unlikely that I'll ever get in a Cullinan and be able to take it off-road like I could do at the launch. A McLaren GT, for example, which is happening this week, I think I probably could find a way to get into one of those cars at some point on the road, so I don't feel the need to go to the press launch. But um, I think, you know, exceptions for that will always be Ferrari because that was a dream of mine growing up. I'm rambling again, aren't I? But yeah. um, yeah. yes, uh, uh, I- I'm not gutted to be missing any. That's not, not an issue for me. Okay. Uh, Jackson Bass, how successful has Drive the World been from a sub and view count point of view? Oh, very unsuccessful, (laughs) I think we can say. Uh, The channel uh, in general has gained 100,000 subscribers year on year since I started it, which is an amazing stat to be able to claim. Uh, This year, we are way down on that. I think think I've gained 40,000 subscribers and we're in September. So that's been pretty horrific, but maybe not something necessarily to judge because I've always thought subscribers aren't that important. My views actually come, this is a lot of analytics now, from 65% unsubscribed, which has always been the way. So I don't know why I'm bad at converting those viewers into subscribers. Um, A lot of people I speak to that I meet aren't YouTube uh, uh, account holders. They just go, I don't have a YouTube account. I just, I watch your videos. I go in and I type in scene through glass. So as long as people watch the videos, I don't really care uh, if they're subscribed or not. I think it's helpful when you're dealing with, you know, commercial work to be able to say, oh, I've got this number of subscribers. Um, but it's never upset me that much. Vicky, you're, you're asking about your view count. As well. My so view count. and view count. So view count is a very interesting one because it's been a completely different game when it comes to views. I would say that last year and previous years, all of my views came in the first 48 hours and then the videos would kind of flatline. Um, Some videos were different to that. Whilst with Drive the World, it seems like people take their time to catch up or watch the videos and actually it'll be the sort of first week or 10 days until I know how a video's performed. Um, We've had dips. I think you always have dips on YouTube and we've also had peaks. Um... You ride the highs with incredible joy and it's the best feeling in the world when you're getting good views. When you're in the lows, it's horrible, it's awful. Um, and that's, yeah, that's pretty much where we're at, so. Okay, next one. Um, Chris VV Man or something like that. Sure. Um, <laughs> worst road you've driven on, I'm guessing from the trip. Oh, I'm going to need your help here, Vicky. Yeah, um, well, I can immediately point you to 
two. Oh, go. So, firstly, any road in Serbia. We, we can agree. <laughs> yeah, any road in there. Serbia. Yeah, okay, agreed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so harsh on Serbia, but well, sure. Well, it's harsh, but No, it's no, no, true. no, just true. It's I true. Mean, Go for it. Yeah, say, yeah, Serbia, you, know, you suck. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Serbia, your road sucks. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you remember driving through Seattle was a little bit in the actual city? Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. It's okay, like one fine. of the worst roads we've driven. I think the road here to Teton Village, which is under construction. Yeah, but that's, uh, a ma- that's a mountain road. That's an off-road mm, mountain road. What about... Well, LA is pretty bad. If you haven't driven in LA, they, they, those roads can, can kind of suck, especially for low vehicles. And then also, where was it? Oh, uh, Riga. Riga, Latvia. Sorry to go harsh on the smaller European countries. Uh, actually, we loved Latvia, and I actually really liked Riga, but driving there... Like not good. Yeah, and you I think Neder- I think Netherlands was a little bit intense, not in terms of bad quality, but just crazy drivers. N- crazy drivers. Don't say that. Why? <laughs> One of my biggest demographics. I love you, Netherlands. You all know how to drive. You're okay, amazing. well the, the drivers that I encountered whilst well, driving. Well, you obviously they were probably foreigners. I doubt that they yeah, were Dutch. Of course, the Dutch they people. They were probably just, French. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyway, moving, moving on. on. Hold on, I've lost. I've lost my questions. Oh, okay, logging back into the phone. Okay. Uh, right. Hmm. Carl Saint. Oh, I know Carl. Do you? Yeah, Carl's a G. Go on. How do you feel about making the top fifty influencers in the country? Oh. Uh, yes, this happened uh, this week, which is pretty amazing. Uh, woke up to the news that I was making the Sunday Times Top 100 UK Influencers list. I think all of you know I hate that word, influencers. It makes me just shudder in my skin. Um, but it's it's a phrase that's now been coined by the world to uh, discuss, you know, it's Instagrammers, YouTubers, Twitchers, all of these people are now influencers. Ugh, so grim. Uh, but anyway incredible to be included uh, in that list on that list uh, in position 50 we were joking the night before that's <laughs> like oh my god you're gonna wake up and be like 99th um but i guess the positioning doesn't really matter it's just about being included and you know i've long joked about zoella who's a big uk sort of uh, i think you call her a makeup youtuber but anyway she was one of the, she was the first poster poster YouTuber in the UK was made a big deal of and I actually got placed ahead of her so I think that sort of shows you that the actual positioning made no sense at all Uh, and it was done by like a new analytics provider I think so uh, in conjunction with Sunday Times super interesting super amazing absolutely flattered Uh, makes me think that I'm not just you know doing everything wrong because trust me sometimes on Drive the World you do question your life and your priorities and uh, so things like that just help re-motivate um I did see that JWW put out a post being like, oh, I'm number one in automotive, which I have to say I need to text him about and and say, like, I don't think that was quite appropriate because it didn't feel like there was an automotive list. The only other person on that list was uh, Adnan from Car Throttle, who uh, you all know I love. Uh, But it feels like a lot of people were missing. Where was Shmi? Where was Paul Wallace? Um, uh, Where was Chris Harris? You know, I would still class him as an influencer, even though he's a TV presenter. He has a huge profile online. So I don't think you could really look at the different groups and say, oh, There wasn't an automotive chart. Yeah, so so I I think, uh, yeah, a little... uh, and so it's not, I, I promise it's not coming from a jealousy point of view. Um, I just think that it's a shame that more automotive wasn't included in that list because I think that's 
that's why we struggle in the UK is in general as a cluster is that we're overlooked as a as an area as a as a niche um, automotive when there's so many of us now doing it and doing great great things um, across the board at every level of subscriber. So awesome that James and Anna and I were included, but I would have liked to have seen others. And uh, yeah, flattered, flattered to be on that list. But um, anyway, let's move on. Well, you thought you were going to be number 99. I so did. That that's, was yeah. really lucky that you were number 50. I, I'm really lucky. At that point, I was ecstatic. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so a strange one. Name of this. Where is your new Ferrari? Is there something you need to tell me, Sam? Oh, Vicky's looking at me like she's going <laughs> to stab me in the face. A video coming soon on this. Um, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry what new ferrari don't worry no no there's no new ferrari um uh, i did do a i did do a video a long time ago at simon furlong as pre prior to drive the world talking about sort of my next ferrari at some point in my life i want to add another ferrari to the range to the collection and i at that point was testing a 612 scaletta you can't say that word can you scaletta uh that series is making a return in the coming weeks because I do want to pick up that conversation again. However, um, Vicky and I, as always, are trying to buy a home so that when we get back to the UK, we have somewhere to live. That is our 100% priority right now. Uh, so buying cars, unfortunately, is having to take a bit of a back seat. But I'm going to explain more in that video. So this is just a teaser for some, some future Ferrari content. M-Dub 1226. How much have you spent on Drive the World on the Drive the World adventure so far? So this is what I wanted to talk about actually, and I don't know if there's going to be another better question for this, but let's get into it now. Um, it's too much. Spent too much. Uh, we've pretty much run out of money. That's that's a thing that has happened. Uh, so. I think I got all my budgets pretty spot on, if I'm honest. Like the budgets have all been good, um, and despite the incredible support that the majority of you showed us using the Kickstarter, the sort of crowdfunding at the beginning of the trip, and my sponsors who've been incredible, Cars Shipping, First Point Insurance, who I have to say have been amazing. Obviously handled the cars. Uh, insurance, the 911s insurance in Europe, um, but they've also done a lot of other insurance, business insurance, health insurance, travel insurance, etc. Uh, Magnitude obviously helped get me in the car. Uh, Holzer did some uh, awesome uh, sort of meet up, different bits and stuff like that with them at the beginning of the year. Curve really helped me out with my managing of my expenses with the credit cards. Um, Topaz obviously with the Topaz skin uh, have been fantastic and G-Technic uh, who keep the car nice and clean as we're moving around and protected. So they've all been great, um, but the money is just always pouring out of our accounts um, whether it's just the little subliminal things like extra fuel or uh, food and the boring stuff which you don't always account for or don't always know how it's going to play out and the big thing that's been affecting us here in, in America is the the rate uh, obviously with Brexit and all the drama going on in the UK the pound has suffered and so all of my initial budgets for the US are kind of out the window because uh, the rates change so massively so we are really, really tight on money now and t uh, heading into the sort of final chapter of Drive the World the last three months or so, um, it's going to be a struggle. And so what I want to touch on is the fact that it is now looking heavily unlikely that the 911 is going to make it to the Middle East at the end of the year. Um, that was always the original plan was to take the 911 over for a couple of weeks uh, to sort of finish off the year. There is one or a couple more videos in the UK in December, but Middle East is our, our final stop, really. Um, but yeah, it's just financially impossible. Uh, logistically, cars have been great and really been trying to help 
see if we can actually make it happen, but it's just a cost thing. So I think what's likely to happen is at the end of America, uh, which will be Miami, the car will head back to the UK. Um, we're going to pop down to South America. Again, we're going to have to really tighten that trip where we're going how many places we're going to visit because it is actually expensive to not only fly down there but to then get around once you're there but we're going to try and at least touch that continent or that uh, yeah continent south america yeah um to say that we've been there and done that fly across the middle east where i will no doubt uh hook myself up with a very cool loan car for the couple of weeks uh speaking to a couple of companies about some pretty ridiculous stuff so that would be great and then finally we'll get back to the uk in december reunite with the 911 and finish off the year with that car in the uk which i guess only seems right to finish the year at home so yeah money wise i think actual numbers um we're well clear of a hundred thousand pounds um uh, but we're going to do a, a proper recap of, of all the budgets, right? When we, yeah, when we finish. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we definitely want to do a lot of the stats and information, yeah. like money spent on petrol, money spent on this. Like, yeah. um, we're going to draw the line at the end because it's so hard to say at the moment. It's so hard to say now and we're ever fluctuating and we're always looking for deals here, there and everywhere. Um, but yeah, the money is a lot. Um, so We kind I, of look at it in chunks, don't we? By per continent. And per continent, it, per yeah. month. Like, you know, it's it's so varies and uh, not to bore you all but uh youtube adsense massively affects that too in terms of whether something's profitable or not so uh anyway we'll get into that we'll, another we'll draw time the line we'll at draw, the end. yeah let, exactly let's let's just finish the whole thing yeah <laughs> um right so um asharab.butt okay hopefully Asharab. not the butt. butt that i'm thinking about oh how rude it's not um, that kind of podcast <laughs> How do you plan to top DTW videos after you're done? Oh, I didn't want to get into this today. Um, I've seen a lot of people asking this. What's next? What's next year? You'll have to wait and see. Uh, I'm just going to do a big old teaser there. Of course, there are plans. Um, I, I, I'm not really thinking about it in too much detail, but even before I left, I knew what would come after Drive the World because it's such a huge project that's all-encompassing. I had to have a way to motivate myself after it because how do you recover from a trip like this? Um, but yes, awesome, exciting plans, things that are starting to take shape. Um, you know me, I always like to try and change up the channel, evolve the channel, do things. Uh, so just wait and see. Hopefully you can just enjoy Drive the World as we're going to try and do for the rest of the year and then 2020 will uh, will bring its own own thing. Uh, this is a very quick one. Ludwig Nilsson, which okay. hopefully I can answer if you let me. Sure, I'm going uh, some more coffee. How do you manage to take care of business whilst drive the world? Assistant, question mark, employee, question mark. You can answer and then I've got a little uh, thing to share on that, but yeah. go. Well, no to both. No <laughs> assistant, no employee. You're hearing from her. Sa yeah, well, Sam does it all himself and sadly he doesn't let me help as much as I want to help him um just because we try and keep that boundary between you know relationship and you know em employer employee relationship. yeah yeah which i think is a shady um, area but he really doesn't have anyone helping him out so we're just doing it all ourselves i help a little bit uh, but he does it all one man band yeah one man uh, since day one actually well i obviously had joel for about six months when i had a particularly busy period a couple of years ago some of you may remember joel um which was great and super helpful but at the time it was a sort of six month gig and i thought okay i don't need him anymore um would have been great to have someone like that during drive the world because yeah i mean anyone that's ever emailed me or messaged me about this trip will know that i take about two months on average to reply to you um uh, <laughs> which is horrific um but it's just so hard to keep up. And so this is something I want to talk about here again on the podcast. Um, 
I need to figure out a way, a mechanism to advertise it properly. But I am going to be opening up for a couple of positions, permanent and non-permanent, at Seen Through Glass. Uh, not for this year. We're going to struggle through, battle through. We think if we've survived this long, we can probably get through the next few months. But for 2020, there are going to be opportunities to come and work at Seen Through Glass, as I say, in permanent and non-permanent roles. Uh, if you're interested, uh, this is going to be on an administrative side and also on a... Uh, filming, photography, editing side. So keep your ears peeled, keep your eyes out. Uh, as I say, I don't know quite the mechanism yet, but I will be explaining more. Um, but yeah, if you're thinking about wanting to move into this line of work, it's obviously going to be London, UK based. So it really only applies to people living in or around London in the UK. Um, but next year, I'm definitely going to be yeah, looking to bring some people on. So a little, little teaser for those of you there that are interested in something like that. Okay. Edward.cutting. Mm. Would you ever go racing or rallying? Oh, my dream. I would love to. Uh, it comes down to money. Uh, funnily enough, spending a lot of time this year around different people who are doing racing, uh, like my good friend Phil, but also having some opportunities like at the Red Bull Ring, uh, going out in little single-seaters. It always gets gets me flowing. Uh, I think most of you know, but maybe you don't. I did used to do a lot of racing when I was younger. I, I, I hate being like, oh, yes, I used to race. But up until the age of about 14 or 15, I took I took karting pretty seriously, did a couple of like small localized championships, uh, nearly went to do a national championship, but uh, money and talent uh, ran out. Uh, so that didn't ever come to anything. But I, I now miss it and I would love to get back into it. And I think next year, seeing how things flush out that's definitely a potential opportunity uh to go and do some racing uh and i would love to so so yeah fingers crossed touch wood um that will happen probably at a very grassroots level to begin with i did autocross uh during monterey car week absolutely loved it i would just this is my own blowing smoke up my own bum here you killed it i came second behind the mclaren center Phil's McLaren Center, and he, he knows how to drive. We were second in the Carrera T with the roof box and the rally lights, beat a GT4. And me inside. And the inside as well. Weight uh, issue. Hey! <laughs> uh, we beat a GT4. We beat, um, what else was out there? Bentley Continental GT, okay, fine. Understood. Uh, there was another Ferrari, like a 348 or 355. There were some decent cars and some decent drivers. So I was actually like really chuffed with myself. So uh, when moments like that happen, I want to do more. So yes, probably not rallying, but definitely racing. You can choose to skip this one if you want. Ooh, um, I'm giving you an out card. Uh, it's Rick Curte. What are the future plans for the Volvo? I'm not going to skip it. Ivan's gone. <laughs> Let's just rip that band-aid off. Ivan has He's gone. Dead. He's dead. So uh, some of you may remember last year I made a video about lending Ivan to my sister while she was thinking about changing cars. Uh, well, she didn't. She was useless. So Ivan just sat there being unused for a whole chunk of time. Uh, we went to use it in July when we were back in the UK and he basically just died a horrible death, fall, fell apart at every angle and it went to the scrapyard. So, sorry, Ivan's gone. Um, that's a real disaster, isn't it? But uh, yes, uh, he was brilliant. He was great. But our lives have changed ever so slightly. And I think there will be an Ivan replacement. Um, I'm eyeing up something in particular that's a little bit too expensive. But yes, there will be an Ivan replacement. Again, something for 2020. Uh, okay, on that note, I'm dot slech. Um, what's the 911T replacement? Oh, 
Why am I replacing the 911 T? Exactly. Harsh. Who said he was replacing the 911 T? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I think our plan, uh, f- finances uh, dependent, obviously, because <laughs> we seem to be spending all of our money. Sorry, Magnitude. Um, I would love to keep that car. You know, we are doing so terrifyingly well with mileage. I was really expecting by this point of the year to be at like 40, 50,000 miles on the clock. We're not, we're not even at 25,000 miles in that car. So there's still going to be some value in it. But the sentimental value, I think, will be higher. The question will be is what will that car be like when we're not using it for drive the world? Because it, it serves a purpose this year. It ticks so many boxes. But is it a 911 that I would have gone and bought if I wasn't doing drive the world? Probably not. Um, in the sense that I would have probably tried to get a GTS or a GT3 or probably not a turbo or at least a manual Carrera T um, so I've been looking at the Litchfield upgrade package for the Carrera T I think if I'm keeping that car I want to spruce it up a bit so anyway at the moment no plans for it to go anywhere unless I run out of money um, final couple of questions yeah final yeah. two questions final two questions let's um, do that right so Alastair Alistair no Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, no swearing. Oh, sorry. Now I've got to go through and bleep that. That's so annoying. I'm okay. so sorry. Uh, Alistair Holwell. Okay. It was just because because it, when it's all together, it's difficult. Sure. No, no, I'm with you. Any difficulties driving your UK car in the US getting pulled over often? I don't know what's going on with Shmi. He seems to get pulled over every third day. We have only been pulled over once. Uh, I have only been pulled over once uh, by accidentally misreading the speed limit let's say that uh in san francisco at about 10 30 at night after dinner heading home left a tunnel thought the speed limit resumed up to 75 apparently not it was 55 my mistake uh so the police or the cops pulled us over the nicest friendliest guy didn't even make the mistake of walking up to the wrong side of the car came straight up to my wheel just said like oh are you on holiday no problem like just didn't have any issues um and we've never been pulled over again so they, they checked the documents of the cars they checked your documents they gave us a bit of a you know oh, just yeah. slowed down a little yeah bit. no they were super nice um and we've crossed borders now we've done yeah. us to canada and canada to us and again no issues so i don't know what i guess a ford gt maybe stands out a little bit more than the 911 but uh, 911 get, blends in with blends the nature in. yeah because it's green with the camo uh, um, <laughs> and uh vicky correct me if i'm wrong because vicky does drive as well but you get used to driving a right-hand drive vehicle in a left-hand drive country very quickly Yes, it's yeah. definitely not an issue. It's not an issue. So, yeah, anyway, there we go. And because we've always got a passenger, i.e. myself or Vicky, uh, going into, like, drive-throughs or gated car parks, the passenger basically leans out and gets the ticket or the food. So, final question. Let's end strong. Uh, well, I'm not sure uh, it's going to be strong, but I okay. quite want to ask that question. Oh, so you is it do? Just... Okay. Is it about you? No. Okay, let's go. I can ask one about me. No, 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 that's all right. Uh, O3.Dylan, will you ever buy a Mercedes? Ah, hmm. well, that's quite apt. Uh, I mentioned there might be an Ivan replacement and that I was eyeing something up. It's a Mercedes. Uh, I don't want to say exactly what it is. Uh, it's very, it's, it's in a very similar ilk to Ivan. It's not, I'm not going to turn up with an AMG Project 1 in 2020 as my daily. So think Ivan, think Mercedes in that era. What were they making? What were they doing? We want a sort of another cheap, runaround, usable, spacious car for when we're back. We loved the the sort of job that Ivan did at being something that we could just kind of use day in, day out, dump it places, leave it, fit loads of stuff in it, pick people up from the airport, all of this kind of stuff, which obviously you can't really do in the 360 or a 911. So, um, yes, there is a potential. 
but the car I'm looking at is a, it's a tad expensive and uh, you know I've got a lot of questions and I can't really ask those questions or go and check out the car whilst in America so let's see if it's still available when I get back in December and then you will all find out but yeah yeah I would definitely consider owning a Mercedes do you want one more or should we uh, how are we at time wise so, yeah we can have one very go on, one quick more, one quick one, one. Yeah. I'll, try, I'll try and answer quickly okay. that's the problem Jonathan King Elliot yeah are you missing home and what about home since you're homeless? Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing home in everywhere and by home I'm in London. Uh, we are both Londonites. Uh, we love London. We realised very, very, very quickly uh, that London is home. And as much as we thought maybe this year we'd be tempted to relocate to Sydney or Singapore or Timbuktu, uh, no, uh, London is where we're going to return to. And the I, best place on earth. Oh, there she is. Um, and I think, what do we miss? We miss routine. That's what we miss about home, because obviously we don't have a home. We're hoping to rectify that ASAP. Um, we but, pretend we have homes in different Airbnbs, which is quite funny. We kind of make house. We make house in every Airbnb, and then it and means then we, we have a lot of packages. We take it do. apart on the yeah, day after. Yeah. The day after, exactly. So, yeah, it's this that routine. I, I said, I made a joke to Vicky the other day, real funny joke, um, that I dream of the day that someone says, what are you doing this week? weekend and I can just be like oh ironing or you know cutting the hedge or you know just oh tidying up my room because it's felt so long since we've said you know nothing uh every single time someone says oh what are you up to now we're like oh well we've got to drive 3,000 miles here and then we're filming 18 videos and it's just you know so that's what I think we miss yeah oh if I I think my GoPro's went out of battery so I feel like maybe my GoPro ran out of battery there. So I'm just going to sign off and say uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we'll catch up with you guys very, very soon. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.